Welcome to the Flow and Freedom Show. I'm your host, Avril Anderson, coach, mentor, and guide for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs who are ready to let go of the BS around what building a business should look like and create a scalable, thriving, soul-aligned business that balances the divine feminine and divine masculine energies within. So we can have as much strategy as we want in our businesses. You can have all the strategy that you want, but if you don't have a mindset underpinning that strategy, the strategy is only half the answer. It's not even, it's only 20% of actually what will get you where you want to go. The mindset, the energetics, the embodiment is the other 80%. And it's a big part that we tend to miss out when we're actually in these businesses. We focus so much on how do I get the sale? How do I get the client? How do I do the marketing? How do I show up? without actually underpinning it with what actually is going to help you do that on the deepest level. So why exactly does consistency matter? Why do we need it? Okay. Because we do need it without a shadow of a doubt. No results ever really come into fruition without consistency. We can have a short-term level of success where we get a quick win. And sometimes people can misinterpret that for actual consistency, but then they stop taking the action that led to that win and then wonder why the win doesn't keep happening. So it's all about really taking the action again and again and again to deliver the desired result. So it creates predictability and allows us to forecast in business. And this is really that masculine energy coming in there that we do have businesses, right? We have a business, we have a structure, we have, we're running a physical entity that is a business. So we need to be able to look forward and plan and forecast about what's coming down the road and actually being consistent in our actions and the actions that we're taking allows us to do that much more easily and with much more precision in our businesses and creates a predictability that you know every time I work with creatives we don't like to have the rug pulled out from under our feet we're not built for this roller coaster of income and sales and showing up and not showing up and clients and serving and then selling we kind of just want a nice I always say it's like coming off the roller coaster at a theme park and actually going actually you know what I think I really want to be in the merry-go-round for a little while I'm kind of sick of that up and down I just like that nice flowing undulation of just actually things happening at a pace that works for me and consistently. So it's the beautiful transition. And that's what it's all about is finding that transition from the roller coaster to the consistency of the merry-go-round. It increases your results with less energy and investment. And what I mean by that is if we are constantly stuck in comparison and shining object syndrome, if we're constantly jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing, It takes a lot of energy. We're starting from scratch every single time we do that. And then we're loading more up on top of each other and another. And then all of a sudden we're drawn to things. We can't give our whole energy and focus and attention to the one thing that's actually going to move you forward. And it's so easy when we perceive something as not working to go and think, right, well, I've got to go find the other thing because I need a quick win. Because we live in this society of instant gratification, instant wins. You know, I'm not sure about you, but you know, you order something of Amazon, you know it's going to be here the next day. We don't have to wait for anything. You want food, you order it of Uber Eats. You can get anything you want pretty much now at the top of a button. And I think in society, we've kind of drawn a little bit away, especially in business, that we actually do have to show up and do the work at some point. We actually have to show up and wait for the results to come in. And also, when we get consistent, it supports energetic upgrades. What do I mean by that? When we start to lean in with trust and start to see the results paying off for the energy that we're putting in, it allows us to lean further into trust. It allows us to embrace our intuition more. It allows us to lean in and trust the decisions that we are making 
in our businesses because we can see the results paying off. Whereas sometimes what I can see is almost we betray ourselves and we betray our intuition because we think it's not working. The key thing is it just hasn't worked yet. And that is the key difference. It's much easier when we have consistency in a business to hire and outsource. And what I mean by that is in the early days of my business, I felt really pressured to suddenly start bringing in team members. Well, you need to have a VA, you need a social media manager, you need to have all of these people. So I hired them all. But then, of course, you have that lack of energetic alignment in terms of, oh, my goodness, now I'm responsible for other people. And if you're not being consistent in how you're showing up and how you're generating creating sales, but yet you have a consistent outgoing in terms of team, it can really shift your ability to be able to show up in the way that you want. And what I mean by that is if you aren't consistently bringing in income, you can't consistently plan for your expenses. So therefore, if you know that you're showing up consistently, if you can forward plan, you can forecast, you can see what's coming down the road, it's much easier to say, actually, I have the bandwidth now to outsource that task. I have the bandwidth now to bring in that team member. And you can do it with confidence because remember, underpinning everything is your energetic alignment to what you're doing. Then in addition, we have relevance and repetition. And this is a biggie. This comes down to brand. Relevance and repetition. Your brand is here to be repetitive. We are here to deliver the same message. Good marketing is repetitive. And this is one of the biggest challenges I see for people when it comes to consistency. And I am no exception to that rule, guys. And I was in marketing for over 10 years doing this thing. But yeah, suddenly when I started my own business, I was like, oh, I better change my message. And oh, I'm so showing up saying the same thing again and again and again. People are going to get bored of this. But yeah, we know all of the most successful brands are repetitive in their messaging. We don't stray from the message we are here to deliver. We can use different methods of delivery, but the core is at its essence, are you being consistent in how you're showing up and what you're saying and speaking to the soul and the heart of your clients? So right now, what business probably looks like for you if you're here, and some of these may be relevant to you, all of these may be relevant to you, you may find yourself showing up inconsistently across a number of different platforms. So you may find yourself trialing. I mean, at the minute I'm seeing everywhere 100 days of TikTok and people trying this because, again, it's shiny object syndrome. Oh, look, there's an influencer doing 100 days of TikTok. Let's do 100 days of TikTok. As opposed to thinking, does this strategically align with the direction of my business? Is this in my plan or am I getting drawn into something that right now isn't right for me? Or you might find yourself on a day where you're feeling really confident showing up and, and sharing your message and engaging with your audience. And then the next week thinking, well, I have nothing to say, so I can't show up. Um, you find yourself jumping from strategy to strategy. So one, one month you're doing blogs and thinking about blogging is my thing. And the next month you go, actually, I don't really like this. I'm going to try YouTube. Then you do a podcast. Then you are consistent with your emails for a couple of months. And then that drops off. And you might also be in the sales versus serving roller coaster. And what I talk about this is, you spend a lot of time investing in selling, then you sign the clients, and then you turn your focus and energy to really serving the hell out of those clients, giving them the best client experience ever. And then all of a sudden, when you wrap up that project or wrap up working with that client, there's nobody else waiting to start because we forgot to keep selling whilst we were serving. And this is the key where it's consistency needs to happen in both of those realms. You're not seeing the results from your marketing activities. This is a big one where people say, well, I'm just not seeing the results. And it's not so much about not seeing the results, but it's not about actually measuring effectively the results that you're seeing. You're not measuring effectively the results that you're seeing. So people say to me, it's not working. I'm like, well, why? How is it not working? But nobody's buying. And I'm like, but how many, you know, what's the engagement rate? How many conversations? So we have to understand how useful data and metrics is in our business 
to grow and scale our businesses at a consistent and maintainable and sustainable pace. Maybe you're hiring and letting go of team members where you have a really good couple of months and you're like, yes, I can hire that team member. And then all of a sudden, energetically, you stall and you're like, oh no, gosh, there's something else in the business now. And you feel this immense sense of pressure or responsibility. And that affects how you show up in other places in your business. And therefore, three months down the line, you're having to let go of team members again. Or maybe you just feel overwhelmed and able to stay on top of all of the things that you have to do. And this is a big reason why clients come to me. They're like, I just can't keep doing this anymore. There's too much to do. I can't, I can't maintain this and have some sort of a life outside of my business as well. And this is a lot of the reasons why clients come to me. They want systems and they want structures. It's never the system and the structure that's the problem because we can very easily put those in place. There's always a layer beneath that that is driving the lack of inconsistency or the lack of consistency in your business. Or you're not sure where to focus your energy for the greatest returns. And what I mean by this is you as a, a human and individual, your joy, your passion. Um, a lot of the times when we start our businesses, we think we have to do all of the things all at once to get the results that we see others with. And then we end up just burning ourselves out. So we're in this um, boom and bust cycle of just giving it our everything and then thinking, can't do this anymore. You, you bust, you, you get sick, you just burn out, you retreat, and then you come back refreshed and renewed. But again, this is a cycle that happens, but you can creates inconsistency in your business. So from years of coaching, years of running three businesses myself and years of actually working in corporate and actually seeing this with the leaders in corporate, with teams and actually businesses building out consistency. And I've worked right from startups to international brands. And I see the same things time and time again. And I see them with the clients that I work with now, starting up businesses, growing businesses, scaling businesses, whatever stage you're at, these three pillars will always apply so let's start off with self-awareness and mindset and this is where it all starts because consistency starts with believing in the action before taking the action consistency starts with believing in the action before taking the action what we believe is what we receive what we believe is what we receive so at any time in the world in any minute in any second you're receiving 11 million bits of information you're not receiving it but it's dropping down in front of you and we can only reach out and look at about 120 to 30 of those at any one time. So we will actually grab the information that we deem is important to us. And we will take any information we take in, we will delete, distort and generalize based on our model of the world, based on our beliefs, based on all of these amazing things down the left-hand side, so our mood, our beliefs, our memories, our language, our attitudes, our values and our identity. So we will take any external event and distort, delete, and generalize it based on what we believe. And the reason this matters so, so much is because what we believe, belief equals thoughts, which equals actions, which equals results. So in order to get the results and the consistency that you desire, we have to first look at the beliefs that you have around whether or not what it is that you're desiring to create and do consistently is available to you and achievable by you. So is what you're trying to do at the minute available to you do you believe that it's available to you and do you believe that you can actually take the action to create that result and I see this a lot because every single client I have ever worked with and I can say this wholeheartedly hand in heart when we actually dug down as to the reason why they're not doing something it always comes down to two beliefs they don't believe they're worthy of it and they don't believe they're capable of it so it's self-worth and self-belief and I know that was a big one for me too that I had to work through as well, thinking, oh, well, I just I just don't show up, you know, or I'm just not, I, that's not me, or I don't like that, or, you know, again, this self-identity. And actually what it was, was I didn't believe that I had the ability to do it. I didn't believe that I had the capability to do it. 
So it's really important to understand how our mind and our mindset actually play us a part in impacting our ability to show up and create the consistency we require. And then obviously there's our state and our physiology. So as well, in terms of, you know, our energy, how we are, what state we're in, whether we're in flow and really understanding how that comes into play. So what we believe we will continually create until we become consciously aware of it and change it. So 95% of the time we're operating from the subconscious brain. So 95% of the time we're operating from the not in our conscious. So our subconscious is really driving the bus and that within our subconscious, that's the emotional domain of the brain. It's also the part of the brain that is designed to keep us alive and keep us safe. So often when we take an action, we think, I didn't want to do that. Why on earth did I do that? Why did I take that action? Why did I do that thing? It's often because it's been driven from the subconscious brain and we've done it before our conscious brains even realized that we have done it. So the key here is that when something moves from the subconscious to the conscious brain, when we become consciously aware of a behavior or a pattern or a belief that is holding us back, we're either then choosing it or changing it. And this is so powerful when you actually recognize this. If you're consciously aware that you are doing something or taking an action or repeatedly doing something that you are now consciously aware of, like for me, it used to be a really simple example of this is every time we would turn on the TV to watch a program, I'd go to the kitchen and I'd left out a biscuit out of the biscuit cupboard. This is a really simple life example, right guys? But I was subconsciously doing this until one night my husband said to me, do you realize that you do that every, every night? And I'm like, no, I wasn't, but now I am. And now I have to make a decision. Am I going to keep going to get the biscuit or am I going to stop eating the darn biscuit? So I stopped eating the biscuits. Um, but that's the key thing. And it's the same within business. If we know that we, every time we go to hit the go live button on Instagram, if we know every time we go to launch a new product or service that we find ourselves retreating or we find ourselves starting to self-sabotage, if we find ourselves starting a sales conversation and then retreating, when we start to identify the behavior and bring our awareness to the behavior, then we have got the opportunity to say, okay, am I going to choose to keep allowing this pattern to repeat or am I going to change it? Am I going to look and actually undo the beliefs, the patterns, whatever it is, the wounding beneath that to allow me to start to show up and take the action that I really desire to take? Because logically, you know, you want to do the thing, right? Logically, we know we want to do the thing, but our brain and also there's an element here of nervous system, which we're not going to dive into too much today, but really looking at whether or not it feels safe for us to take that action. Because the brain loves the familiar. It absolutely loves the familiar. And again, that example of the biscuit cupboard was one for you. It just loves the familiar. Oh, look, there's a trigger. Now I'm going to take the action related to the trigger. There's the trigger. Now I'm going to take the action related to the trigger. And that can be the retreat as well. It can be, oh my goodness, I'm about to hit the go live button. There's that feeling in my chest again. There's the sweatiness in my palms. There's there's the palpitation. Okay, that's the trigger for me not to take the action. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That doesn't feel safe. And our brain will literally fight anything other than the familiar. But the, the thing here is we often perceive the familiar as safe, but it's so important for us to be able to distinguish that actually the familiar isn't always safe. The familiar isn't always safe. So if we can't say, keep telling ourselves that, okay, this, this, I know this is familiar, it's safe. It's not always the safest action, but the brain will fight anything that it does not know, that it do, we have not told it that it's important to us, even if it is better for us. So, you know, I could have went and I could have picked up an apple every night, but the brain loves the familiar. So I picked up a biscuit. Okay. Even though the apple, I had to walk past the fruit bowl to get to the biscuit cupboard. Right. So it's the key things of actually understanding what is our familiar. So what is familiar to us and why is that playing out for us? 
So maybe you can identify this in your business and that's even an action to take off the, off the back of this. Over the next week or so, start to pay attention to where your patterns are. When you go to do something and you find yourself not doing it or when you become consciously aware of something, um, noting it down, what are you doing and what's the trigger? What happens just before you take that action? Because for every action there's a trigger. Um, and if any of you've read Atomic Habits um, by James Clear, that will make sense to you. If you haven't, I'd put it on your reading list because it is actually a really good book. Um, that for you, know, any um, action is a trigger that will happen first. So an example of this in life is for me, you know, the roll and scroll, as I talk to my clients about, okay, and I, this is in relation to our phone. So we wake up in the morning, what do we do? We roll, we lift our phone and scroll. What is the trigger for that? Waking up. The action is lifting the phone. What is the trigger for, you know, so a ting, you hear the ting on your phone, what's the action? You lift your phone. You hear your Slack channel ping, what's the action? You go and you open it up. It's the same for anything like before an action, there will always be a trigger. So identifying what your triggers are. And there's a whole other world of triggers that we're not going to talk about this in terms of emotional triggers and actually looking at emotions and that. But really starting to pay attention to your patterns, guys. This was a big shift and it continues to be a big shift for all of my clients. When we consciously become aware of where we are or are not taking the desired action continually, that will really help shine a light on where the changes need to happen. And also honoring where you are. This is so important. Honoring where you are right now in business and not beating yourself up for not doing the thing you really want to do. Because it's so easy to look at that superficial success trap and look at Instagram, see what everyone else is doing and then feel like you're light years behind or how come they can do it and I can't? How come they're showing up consistently and I can't? How come they're consistently selling and I can't? That doesn't benefit you in any way. And thankfully, obviously, now Instagram has went back to giving us more control over what we see with our favorites. Um, I saw that release today. So you can now have favorites on your Instagram and actually filter by your favorites. So you can filter out the noise and start to pay attention to what is really going to help move you forward as well. But honoring where you are in your business and your journey right now, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, is going to give you a much better starting point than starting off with, well, I should be. The, the one thing I hate about is the BS of shoulds in business. You shouldn't be anywhere. You are where you are right now. You only have where you are in business right now. And what we can do is we can forward plan from there, but you only have the now. So it doesn't benefit you energetically, mentally, physically, or spiritually to beat yourself up about where you think you should be by this point in your business. You are where you are now. Honor that. Honor that and give gratitude to yourself for where you have gotten to right now in business. So bringing self-awareness to yourself in this moment and where you are right now and actually dropping in every single day, multiple times a day to honor where you are in that day actually really going to help you with your consistency because you're going to start to pay attention to what's happening in the brain, the body and the actions that you're taking in your business. And we're not all the same. This is the one thing that actually really is a pet peeve of mine is take my strategy, go do it and you'll get the same results. No, you won't. You won't. That's what worked for me. That's what worked for me. That's what got me the results that I desired. But I have a different human design to you. I have different gene keys to you. If those, if those terms don't mean anything to you, don't worry. But human design is, is, is a very big way that I lead a business. And it's, it's a way that I work with my clients as well to get into a kind of human design. But there's lots of different things. If you think about, you know, you've got Myers-Briggs, you've got the Enneagram, you've got human design, you've got gene keys, you've got astrology. None of, no two people are the same. And no strategy will work exactly the same way for two different people. So the key here is understanding your beautiful design, your unique way 
of showing up all the beautiful parts of you that make you who you are and working with those instead of working against yourself, trying to apply a one-size-fits-all strategy. And how do we really create consistency when it comes to us and coming back home to ourselves? Because the thing is, you are your business, right? Whether or not you have a team, depending on the stage you're at, you know, you are your business. You're still heavily invested in your business at this point. You're still showing up as a CEO and the leader in your business, whether it's you by yourself or whether you have a team. You're still heavily invested in it, right? So you need to learn to bring that self-awareness back to yourself. And this is so important for consistency because if we do not have the awareness of what excites us, what way we're built, what we, what we need to operate at our best and consistently, what we need to remove and let go of to allow ourselves to show up consistently in our businesses for ourselves and for our business, it's going to feel like a struggle to create consistency. There's no two ways about it because you will be working against yourself energetically and mentally in the business. To connect with your why, your purpose is always bigger than your fear. And I want you to remember that your purpose is always bigger than your fear. And when you connect daily with your purpose and your why behind your business, you're going to start to be able to take the action, even if it scares you, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it's pushing the edges of your comfort zone, because it's actually connected to your why. You know it's connected to your mission. You know you're here to do something amazing, which you are. You wouldn't be here on this planet if you did not have a purpose for being here and a mission to fulfill. So actually being able to connect back in with that daily. And it's a practice that I have been doing for the last, over the last year now. And it, it's the thing that shifts me to show up on the days when I just really don't feel like showing up. It's the thing that shifts me to take the action, even when I feel that fear with mix of excitement in my stomach. Because no matter what stage your business you get, you speak to anybody, whether they're out of fresh, out of the starting gates, or whether they've got a multi-seven-figure business, there'll always be something that will push their edges and push them to the next level. But when you connect back with why you're here and what you're here to do, it actually takes the fear and helps it exchange it for excitement. It fuels it with something more than just the fear of being seen, being heard, being challenged or feeling, which is something clients come to me a lot and say, Avril, I'm petrified of feeling with this. And I always say, you can only feel when you quit. And it's actually never a fear of failure, really. We all have that built into us, right? Everyone fears failing at something. We've all been there. We've all failed at something we doubt in our life. For me, it was my driving test, which I did with quite a good amount of flair too, I must say. Um, and, but for a lot of us, it's actually the fear of success. And that's what I want you to reflect on as well after today. Do you really fear failing? Is there such a thing as failure? If you go to that worst case scenario, it all fell apart in the morning. I have no doubt that you could pick yourself up and you could start again. Or you could step back and step back in. It's never usually the fear of failure. It's actually what happens if this all goes right. And this is the big reason why I see people not showing up consistently. Hello, self-sabotage. Oh my goodness. If I actually show up and do the things that I say I'm going to do and commit to this, I might actually be successful. And what does that mean? So why does it not feel safe for you to have the success and the consistency in your business, whether that's sales, whether that's time off, whether that's actually just the way in which you show up, how or why does that not feel safe for you right now? Because when you start to understand that, you can start to ask yourself, but why is it more safe for me to actually have what it is that I desire to have? Why is it more safe for me to do that? And understanding what motivates and excites you. So if I was to ask you today, like what excites you in your business? When do you wake up? What is the thing that you actually love doing? in your business and outside your business as well, 
that really motivates and excites you. You get really excited about doing. For me, it's masterclasses like this. It's any time that I can share and impart knowledge and wisdom with others to help them move further along in their journey, to really help them create what they desire to do. And that's why I get like a child at Christmas before I deliver something like this, or even when I come on the stories to talk to people, or even when I hop on a call with people, it's because this is this is what I know I'm here to do, but I also know it's also part of my human design as a 6-2 um, hermit role model, is understanding what excites me and creating the conditions for consistency. If you know you thrive best in a certain environment, working at a certain time of the day, working in a certain way, or having a certain level of support or structure, use that. Utilize that in your business. Are you working against yourself because you should do business in a certain way? Are you working against yourself because you should be doing business in, in your office? I mean, like this morning when I did my business on the beach for 90 minutes, I sat and I answered messages and I recorded stories and I went back to my clients and I coached my clients because it doesn't have to be done in a certain box. And the more you keep yourself in this belief of what business should look like or has to look like, the more you're working against yourself, the more you're not creating conditions for consistency because you're not enjoying it, right? It's about joy. We are here to live our lives and have fun. It should be fun. And I can't, I can't stress that enough. Business shouldn't feel hard. It gets to feel uncomfortable. We, there is a level of discomfort as we grow and up level, but it gets to be fun if we let it be fun. And how are your current patterns serving you? If you're consciously aware of the behavior and you continue taking the same behavior or doing the same thing, it's serving you in some way. We wouldn't do something if we weren't gaining from it. And then this is this is a real, this can be one that can be quite sort of tricky to get your mind around because it was for me when somebody said, I was like, but I don't want to be doing that anymore. But I did what I didn't realize was that actually I was still doing it. So for me, it was drama cycles. And let me talk to you a little bit about what I mean by this in terms of current patterns that are serving you. When I would go to launch something in my business, I would intentionally start to self-sabotage myself. I would start creating drama. What if nobody does this? What if nobody shows up? And oh my goodness, I have to make this really, really difficult. I have to spend days creating stuff and I and have to have this absolutely perfect. And, and I would create this drama and I would drain myself out to the point that when I actually opened the doors, before it even opened the doors to sell the darn thing, I needed a holiday. I was, I was physically exhausted. I was physically, but the thing was that was serving me because I was thriving in the drama because from my childhood, there was a lot of drama. I was physically, my nervous system was addicted to the drama cycle. So in a way that was serving me to create the drama because then I got to go into this boom and bust cycle, right? I got, I got to have to show up and I got to drop into the masculine energy of doing, hustling, going. So really learning to ask yourself is if I'm consciously aware of this, and I'm, you know, if you're consciously aware that you're self-sabotaging yourself, you're consciously aware that you're not taking the behavior that you want to be taking. If you're consciously aware of the fact that you have lots to say, but you're not showing up and saying it. I mean, if I work with clients, we have so much good content to share, amazing content, but it's sitting in a folder on their Google Drive. They know they have something to say. They have a desire to say it, and they know they're not showing up. Then we get to really cause that, right? We've got to understand how is it currently serving you, and the level it can be, because actually, it's not safe for me to show up as a, you know, as a child or as a teenager in any stage of their life, they were told off for actually speaking their mind. They were ridiculed. They were laughed at. Um, and for me, this played out a lot um, in university, massively in university where I used to, when I would stand up to give a presentation, my voice would physically shake. It would physically shake because I remember then at school, 
being entered into like a fesh, which is like a, a competition for reading poetry. And I stumbled across my lines and everyone laughed. And that stuck in my mind. And it took years to unwork and unpick that belief, not actually consciously working on it, but actually making the connection that hold on a second. Something that happened when I was seven years old is still playing out of, in my life when I'm in my 20s. But for me, the pattern, it's not so much that the pattern is like, oh, well, it's great for me. But sometimes the way I can be serving you is self-preservation and remembering that the name of the subconscious mind is to keep us alive and to keep us safe. And we love the familiar. Therefore, that speaking out loud, being seen, was labeled as dangerous. Therefore, when I go to take the action, my brain is going, whoa, hold on, that's dangerous. We can't do that. So how is your current pattern serving you? Is it keeping you safe in some way? And if it is, then it's working on that to create a new level of safety for you, to remove the threat, the perceived threat from showing up authentically as yourself or showing up online or launching a new program that you know or else just dropping services as well. I've had clients that have really struggled with actually something that has been something that has been their, their bread and butter off bread and butter offering, but actually they weren't in love with it anymore. They weren't in love with it. And whilst it was serving them in terms of the fact that it was bringing revenue into their business, it was diminishing their excitement for their business as well at the same time. So learning how your current patterns are serving you is key. And then that leads into obviously then understanding your traits, your wounds, your limiting beliefs and working on those. Because usually when we work on those, we help remove the secondary gain and really help move you towards creating the action, taking the action you want. And befriend your inner child, which is so, so, so important to all of the above because within all of us is a little girl that was her, had, didn't have her needs met when she needed the match and she didn't feel seen, heard or understood or cared for in the way that she wanted to. Um, and that is showing up in all of our businesses at some point or another, unless we learn to befriend our inner child. I'm not going to dive too much into that here, but it is something that we, we do um, dive into in other programs that I have. But your inner child, she's so important. Um, and learning to actually work with her in business. So when you feel the fear of going live or when you feel the fear of selling or you feel the fear of actually taking yourself to the next level and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, learning to remember that it's not just you you're speaking to, but going back inwards and speaking to little five, six, seven, eight-year-old you and reminding her, it's okay, we got this, I'm here, we're going to do it together and you're safe. So learning actually how all these facets fit into why you're not being consistent. And that's why I'm covering these off, guys, because this is the big chunk that comes before actually being consistent. Working with this in alignment with actually creating the strategy and taking the action from that place of knowing that the action you're taking is the right action is so, so intrinsic to creating long-term consistency. I have loved speaking with you today, my lovelies, about this topic. And I'd love to know what has resonated with you, what has struck a chord, or what your findings are when you implement this within your business. So make sure and come and connect with me and uh, let me know how you've got on.